put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we three witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and hilarious judgments. Welcome to Hex Rated. I'm uh, I'm Blackbird. What's up? I'm Jay. How's it going? I'm Lily. I'm Scarlet. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody. Welcome to episode ten. Wow, I can't believe we've done ten of these. It's only taken like a year. Like two, bro. No way. Yeah, it's no been way. like two years. I think we started in 2014. 2015. 2015. Because I bought oh, all I this shit math. in 2015. But, so. Okay. But it is technically 2017 now, so (laughs) maybe it has taken two years. Whatever. Good things are worth the wait. Yes? Y'all are lucky to have us. Oh, hey, Lily. What's happening with that newsletter? It's happening. So we have a newsletter that's going to be released on... um, Actually, the first one was already released on April 13th. And from now on, if we all get our shit together, which we probably will because we're awesome, we will have a newsletter released... uh, once a month for now maybe more later just once a month for now everybody calm down uh on the 13th of every month and it is awesome because we are all i know you're like oh my gosh these witches at hex rated they're so talented they talk and they write we do oh my gosh they do so many things <laughs> some they, of us sing and yeah. then some of us dance some of There's us play a guitar lot. and yeah. like do art play, like 10 instruments oh my gosh we're so amazed shut up <laughs> <laughs> not like not all of them fantastic but like some of like she plays dulcimer yeah. what yeah. we're trying to say is what we have fuck? a lot of talent here i also have an accordion Holy wow. shit, what i man. didn't know that dude yeah. my oma played accordion i mean she probably still could if she wanted to and throw down but germans i still I would have like, a dream of being a punk rock band playing accordion oh, one day that's one a beautiful day. dream anyway newsletter oh yeah a newsletter so we're all it. writing different columns there i'm doing one throwing stones with me talking about uh the elder food arc and we're doing cooking up a storm we'll talk about recipes and that would be uh, yeah, we're all t- we're all contributing yeah, to all of them too so yeah and well, uh, i'm not reading runes that's a fact <laughs> so and also a rundown of uh any pertinent um social justice p- political goings on um that kind of intersect with witchcraft or or things that that we are our causes that are near and dear to our hearts and Stuff like that. So it's kind of um, sort of a supplement to the podcast, but also separate and its own thing. So you can. So if you like this, you might like the newsletter or you might like the newsletter better. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. You can sign up for it if you go to either our Instagram page, which is hex rated witches. You can get the code to the link to sign up. Or if you follow us on Facebook, which is all is is it also hex it's hex rated, rated podcast yeah. on facebook yeah you can just you know hex rated you might you can might be careful this. on facebook though because there's a hex rated band too pretty sure uh dudes are looking for this punk band and ladies too i'm pretty sure people looking for this punk band like like us sometimes they do uh, but you know hey you're getting all kinds of shit you yeah. know just do it all yeah whatever. like it all yeah you know you're if you're into the band you're probably into us too. you're probably into witchcraft then just saying. Yeah. be real yeah. with yourself yeah 
It's all good. Punk and witchcraft can go together. I gateway think they already gateway do. drug. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Punk was my gateway drug to witchcraft. Yeah. Ooh, me too. Kind now of that a I think about bit. it. Yeah. When I think back, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So that's what's going on. That's uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, the um, newsletter is happening, and Lily has also done some rune readings over the internet. Do you want to talk about this? I think it's great. Oh, yeah. I did a couple for free just to, like, uh, dip my toes in the water. Yeah. It was... Um, interesting? Yeah, it was interesting. It was weird reading for total strangers uh, over the internet, and then it was weird, too, to have to throw my runes without them present and have to like try to channel their energy and um, what's going on based solely on like the email correspondences that I had with them. And I think that it worked out like the first one I did, like the lady was like, oh my God, this was amazing. You have a gift. And I was like, let's not go too far, but thank you. Um, but it was really, really great. And then um, another person asked me something that I was like, lady, you need a horoscope and a gynecologist. Like you don't need a room reading. <laughs> <laughs> those are things that no matter how hard i try the runes will not tell you uh so and if i try to throw my runes and ask this they will just be pissed off at me and give you sassy remarks anyways and i did have to preface that for everybody i was like listen y'all the runes are they don't like they skate don't around the they issues like the runes belong to odin and odin is not the most like um he doesn't pussyfoot around, you know what so I'm saying? He doesn't sugarcoat shit. Yeah, no, not the yeah. Norse gods. No, Norse gods. They are upfront about yeah, shit. They are. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. Definitely a good experience, an interesting experience. But I still think, yeah, I'm very um, in awe that you even attempted it anyway. So I just wanted to say kudos to you, mm, Oz. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I know Jay has some news because she went to one of the most magical places on earth. Tell us about it now. What's I up? I just got back from Ireland. Oh, my God. It so was jealous. Magical. I went for a week and a half and we just we drove all over Ireland, um, which was crazy itself because the roads are completely different there. Um, but it was, it was totally worth it being on our own, um, trail, like at sometimes with just a map and a compass because, uh, I can depend on my phone and, oh my just, God, shut up. Yeah. Had a, oh, this girl, <laughs> y'all. Oh my gosh. Which part? Like she just, I, I can imagine her out there with, um, I won't say her husband's name, but just a map and a compass. Like, don't worry, we got this. Y'all are like feral. Yeah. My <laughs> husband's very much like the wilderness man. If there's any but man like in a good in a, way. Like, that we know that will run wild into the woods, it's pretty much him. Um, so I felt good, like no matter where we were at, like even getting lost in the backwoods, like we were fine. And we met locals and got recommendations that, you know, you wouldn't get just going on you know websites and stuff like we talk to the locals like what whiskey should we drink what where do we need to go and what sites do we need to see and some of them were like just scrap this stuff and go here like go to the stone circle go oh, to the castles that other better. people don't see yeah. you know that we were told to skip skip blarney stone go you know go see some of these other places that hold more magic because you know they're they'll be for you you know and i got to go into ruins by ourselves and it was just amazing that's so awesome well, I was going to ask you just like just a quick we can probably do this in a later uh, podcast, but I did want to know, was there any one place that you felt was more magical than the rest? Um, and I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, no, no. Uh, I, I think my favorite was um, the stone circle, the Drombeg stone circle. 
um, was pretty magical for us just because it's it was from like 800 uh, BC. Yeah, yeah, probably oh, BC. No, it's yeah, okay. BC, like it was like super old, and like you, you could see the ocean from where you were. It was wow. the stone circle, like just you know, it just felt ancient. And um, we also went to Rock of Dunamis, if I'm saying it right. And there was nobody there when we got there, and it was just these ruins of what was once a castle. Um, That's awesome. And there was nobody there, and a storm was rolling in, and it mm. just. You, you could the hills the energy there it just it like shook and it just felt i you know i just could barely breathe because i was so overtaken by the magic of the land and i'm um, just walking through the buildings and feeling it it, it, it like revitalized me and i needed it uh just that sounds vacation. fucking amazing yeah. yeah did you go to newgrange no i didn't <sighs> which you have so awesome yeah yeah when we talked i've actually talked about it in when we did sacred spaces i talked about new grange a little bit but see now you have to go back to ireland so you can go to new grange i'm still waiting to go it's gonna fucking happen Um, which field trip i think i have to take my irish fucking husband though (laughs) i know i but i think he really like wants to go he's i think he's like I, I think he's, he's like Scottish last name. I think he's third generation though. I think his mom though is Irish. Which and hubby trip. We can do that. I can't remember what her maiden name is, but that's okay. So skippers, if you skipped all the housekeeping, here we are. We're ready to start the podcast. Uh, well, do we want to talk about uh, emails that we've gotten or anything like that? Um, so yeah, we did get one uh, a few weeks ago message on the grams from a uh, little baby witch, and um, she was asking if we had any recommendations for somebody just getting into Wicca, and so I thought we could talk about that really quick. And I mean, just um, to reiterate real quick, I don't identify as Wiccan. I don't think anybody here does, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong about nope. that. Yeah, no. Um, I would probably recommend, I mean, obviously, Gerald Gardner coined the term Wicca and invented it. Um, I would recommend Doreen Valiente um, because she was um, a member of his coven, but also kind of branched out and studied with Robert Cochrane and um, kind of is a more holistic view of that that whole um, movement that was happening in the 50s in England. Um, just to clarify, um, none of us are Wiccan, but there's really probably two kinds of Wicca that people tend to talk about. One would be the actual like Gardnerian tradition that is an initiatory tradition. Um, most people who use the term Wiccan are, are not actually like initiated into one of those traditions or a daughter tradition. Um, and it's very specific, um, and then Wicca has also kind of taken on this meaning in the 90s that's sort of more of this, like, do-it-yourself, self-initiating, um, like, sometimes disparagingly regarded as being a little fluffy, but um, that I think that's what more of us grew up with when there was this sort of explosion of publishing going on of these Wicca 101-type books. And that that's actually, to me, I feel like is is kind of separate and different than what Wicca started out as is being, cause I mean, it still is today an initiatory tradition where there's degrees and you go through the whole thing. And, and, um, but anyway, um, I would recommend Doreen. That would be my recommendation. Um, of course the first book I ever read was, uh, to ride a silver broomstick by silver Ravenwolf. And a lot of people feel like it's really fluffy. 
and it is in, in some ways, but um, it is laid out sort of like a workbook. So it is it is a good 101 primer. It's definitely not the place you want to stop reading. But um, if you don't know where to begin, something something that's laid out in that sort of format um, can be really helpful. And just know that, you know, you take it with a grain of salt and keep reading after that. Awesome. Do you have recommendations, uh, um, Lily? No, Scott Cunningham's Wicca for the Solitary Practitioner. I had that was probably the first book on uh, any of the shit that I bought when I was like fourteen. Nice. I don't have any Wiccan books. Sorry. Right on. I'm I'm still learning myself. So no, but yeah. none of mine are Wiccan so far. Yeah, but uh, feel free to send us any other questions you have or literature recommendations. We can certainly um, give you enlightenment onto what what we've read and uh between the four of us we've probably read a lot so we'll be happy to answer your questions um today we're going to talk about why witchcraft why activism how those two things go together do they have to go together and how we all kind of feel about that is that a good summation of what we're doing here? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Continuing our social justice series because everything is fucked up right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know about everybody else out there, but um, it's getting hard. This daily outrage like, you know, we're we're in North Texas, which we've shared with you before. And there has been a spate just this last week of terrible shit in North Texas. And, and not just I mean. Also, like in a larger view, the fucking uh, crazy healthcare bill that will never probably get passed, but was passed in the House, that will you know gut Medicaid and like kick thousands or millions off the rolls. But you know all that. But also, a fifteen-year-old um, uh, young African American boy got shot in the face with a rifle from a police car. They were not uh, speeding away from the police. They were not giving chase. They were not coming toward the police. This guy just flat out murdered this kid, and he has since been fired and also charged with murder. So, And he did turn himself in, yeah. that officer. Good. That needed to happen. Yeah. Now he just needs to get charged. Or I mean, convicted. convicted, convicted yeah. That word. That that's the word. There's we also, also had in the span of two days there was a active shooter situation on a community campus. There was a knifing um attack on multiple people at ut there was also a knifing at a high school in fort worth there was a shooting at a restaurant in arlington this shit is like which seemed to be racially motivated in that case like the austin one as far as i know was just like a crazy person is what they're saying right now like that it wasn't motivated by anything beyond that yeah, and then the the community college seemed to be a, a disgruntled stalker yeah, situation. Exactly, but it's really scary that all. I mean, it's just hard to sustain outrage when you've got four or five things happening in in forty eight hours, and you're still getting over the first one, and um, you're scared for your own safety. I mean, some of these things went down within like minutes of where some of us work or live. Um, or where, you know, people we care about might be. Um, oh, also tornadoes. Just add that into the fucking mix. <laughs> yeah, in Canton. Because Jay's mom was almost, you know, all, minutes. They left minutes yeah. before it was taking place. So. She uh, is, has a lake lot in Ben Wheeler and also has a shop out there where she goes through Canton. And she literally, my brother actually is like 
into meteorology and every time there's been a tornado in our area he's always predicted it. when one hit my neighborhood he told us to take cover wow like literally 10 minutes before it hit our neighborhood like two streets over houses wiped out and he told her get out of canton right now and wow. uh, it wiped through and it's just there's so much going on right now yeah. in north texas nature's destroying and uh, destroying us we're destroying us everything politics yeah, yeah. P- politicians but getting back to activism i mean i i can try my best to control the weather but like i feel like i have a duty to kind of try to to make a stand or 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 do something about violence and um political stuff so i i do feel like this series is is near and dear to my heart and and I'm glad that we're all talking about it together and we're kind of doing it as a group. Cause like I said, it, it's, I feel like it's just really hard to sustain that level of outrage. So, um, do you guys want to talk about like, like wh- how do you define, like what is activism? Like, what are we talking about when we say that? Well, I think in the most basic terms, you know, activism is direct action in support of, or, you know, in opposition to one side of a controversial, controversial issue. Like that is just like bare bones activism right so basically like writing letters to people in power or uh being involved in protests either you know for or against something yeah not just Um, having an opinion on something but having an opinion that you act upon actually trying to influence the outcome of a a thing Mm -hmm. okay yeah the bigger i think the bigger um question that we're going to try to answer is what is a witch and how do those two things go together a witch would be an active practitioner of magic, willworking, or witchcraft. Traditionally, a woman, traditionally a negative term. And I think nowadays, I, I mean, I've met more male witches and such, but in history, like as we've known the term. Yeah, historically, you, it's it, been a term yes. associated with women. Um, and, you know, it has always this negative con- like like imagery to it. Well, and especially if someone uses it in a pejorative term, not meaning someone literally that practices witchcraft, but is just like a uppity or, or mean mean woman. Yeah, if they people, say witch, you, you assume that they mean a, a woman. If you're like, yeah, that person's a real witch. Just like, a nice way to say bitch. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, think of how many times Hillary Clinton was like called a witch. I had one of my students told me that um, a first grader of mine came up to me un like i didn't ask him to come up to me and tell me this but he came up to me and told me he was so glad that trump got elected because hillary clinton sacrifices babies and i was like what the fuck are your parents telling you like what are they talking about at home please continue your painting (laughs) and let's never speak of this again but yeah in terms of like what a witch is in in the spiritual or magical sense um i i liked how we phrased it of um working magic or, or working your will so um a, a lot of systems use the the phrase true will but to me magic is when you take something that is in your brain an idea a desire a wish and you make it something that is out there in the world whether it's an action or an event or a piece of art or a move you know um any, any anything that puts that thought out there for in a tangible way or for other people to participate in or whatever so it's a pretty broad, broad definition um of what magic is but um i think one thing that we kind of honed in and and i embrace is the idea that that witch is a little bit negative and that's for a reason you know operating witches operate outside the system um otherwise you would just be you know a, a, a devout pagan or you know so and i think that that kind of segues into activism in a way 
that idea of not accepting the status quo, having free will, um, deciding to affect change in a real and tangible way out in the world that is in accordance with what you desire. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the main things that makes a witch different than, say, a devotee or a priestess or priest is that in witchcraft, it, in to me, in witchcraft, you create your own sort of moral code. You take what is out there, you take what you've been taught and what other people do, and you kind of have to create your own I don't know a better way to say it. You create your own moral code, you know? I mean, I think that witchcraft, there is a um, egocentrism to it. You have to have a belief that what I want and what I think is right is worth uh, will working. So Right. Also, I mean, to me, you are also relying upon your own power. You're not, I mean, you may call on uh, various deities or, you know, gods or goddesses to help you, but you are basically creating something, you know, out of the power that's in your own soul at least that's that's how it works for me and i think that as we were saying you know which is synonymous with someone who's an outsider someone who is antinomian in some way like otherwise yet like you said she would be a devotee or a priestess or you know a healer or something um there is a rebelliousness of working outside the system being in the margins uh of being a witch and to me that that ties in a lot to a lot of causes politically um specifically like women's health and and pro-choice issues because which is literally were the midwives and the abortionists before you had a standardized medical practice um so i think taking up that cause is very much traditional to what witches in a sort of folk medicinal way we're actively doing and we're prosecuted for but like does it actually work like does witchcraft really affect change does it really create change what do y'all think yes <laughs> i mean <laughs> i mean, I mean no no for real i yes it definitely does and i think Honestly, what I do either with you guys or with, you know, on my own as a solitary practitioner, that translates. Not, not only does it give me the impetus to go forward and maybe do something like concrete in the in the literal world, but it's also it's prepared. I don't know how to really this is going to sound really jumbled, but it's like it's prepared my my spirit to go forth and do something like on paper or more concrete. But like, I think just putting energy out into the atmosphere, you know, towards something or against something is definitely something that makes literal change happen. I think, um, you know, and bit large experiments have been tried before, like the cursing or hexing of Trump, the, uh, cursing of Brock Turner. I mean, I know he only got three months, but that will come back to him. I still think that whatever that energy is out there is waiting for that guy, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, and also, I mean, besides whatever energy was directed at him, I feel like it was a cathartic and community building exercise for people that are concerned about violence against women, are concerned about rape culture to have joined in something and done like a simultaneous 
online event to know that there's a community to know that there are people that care about it to to do something and know that there are hundreds or thousands of other people doing it with you i think that you know being a woman in our culture that where one in four people have been assaulted like knowing that there are people that are mad about that and are doing stuff about it feels good it's i think it helps people um i think it's cathartic and healing in addition to um I, I think it also brought up a lot of discussion for right. maybe people that that wasn't an issue for them or didn't don't feel like rape culture is a real thing um, that it there were a lot of articles and interviews done and uh, memes posted about people debating this issue of people hexing uh, people accused of of uh, rape and other things. So it's definitely furthering the conversation, which I think is also helpful absolutely yeah it serves as an impetus for the conversation to continue and for the conversation to actually get more intense in my opinion um yeah rape culture is not going away and it's not something that um the purveyors of such can just sweep back under the rug people are fucking pissed and i think that telling people they have permission that they are allowed and have every right to be angry is is something that sounds so obvious but i mean how how often are victims told well what did you do or we don't believe you or you're ruining someone's life or, what were you wearing yeah. why were you out late were you drinking yeah yeah i want to say fuck you to all of that because yeah. you know and i've had this i mean i've had the discussion with uh lots of men you know, they, they're always like, well, you can always take better care of yourself. You can always like... You can always not fucking attack someone, motherfucker. You can someone, always just not rape a person. That's yeah. what you can always not do. How do you I like can that? take better care of myself. You can yeah. always keep your fucking hands to yourself. Yes, of course there's Piece always ways for me to be safer about my own person. Trust me, I have to fucking think about it constantly. That's the most annoying part to me, and I'm, I'm getting off topic here a little bit. Right. But when men talk to me about like... Like, oh, well, make sure you're safe through that parking lot. And I'm like, the thoughts that you're having in your head right now, trust me when I tell you it is a constant inner monologue, yeah. like, or d- for every woman ever. Right. Like, you're just always, like, vig- hypervigilant. Like, oh, there's a person over there. There's a man over there walking across the parking lot in my direction. He's probably just walking because he's trying to get to his car, but maybe he's going to rape and murder me. I should probably speed up and get into my car. Dudes, it's crazy. I mean, ladies stay sexy don't get murdered just a shout out to my girls here in georgia <laughs> from my favorite murder but like literally you could be uh just a, just not too long ago in my neck of the woods and scarlet's next to the woods this woman was like actually in the neck of the woods hanging out walking like you do talking on your phone just taking a walk snatched body found dumped in a lake that's like 20 miles away oh yeah no my house is right next to that park where she was yeah. abducted from great yeah right exactly and we go to that park all the time and walk the yeah. dog yeah but i mean that's i mean we could talk about yeah we could talk culture about and toxic masculinity right. and femininity and feminism forever but we have to take responsibility to make awareness for all of that like to make it a part of our discussion as women and as witches yeah like do we have a duty as witches to do social justice work i mean i think that historically a lot of um, magical movements or um, witchcraft specifically was came about for that exact reason. I mean, the um, like I said, uh, witches were the local midwife or the abortionist um, for 
centuries, thousands of years. So that was already kind of part of the definition, part of the work. Um, you know, you have uh, especially the, the African diaspora tradition of voodoo and centuria and, and various traditions with that. I mean, that was born out of a culture, uh, a whole whole group of people that were enslaved and and worked black magic or, you know, white magic for themselves in response to that and to abject poverty, um, abuse, enslavement. Um, so that that really is central to a lot of what that magic is about and, and creating a community and creating an identity and creating a resistance. Um, you know, feminism, um, reclaiming women's spirituality. I think that that that's a huge part of what uh, not just witchcraft, but but new age spirituality, Wicca, um, the goddess movement, um, women, we've, America, any, any European country is predominantly Christian and that's a patriarchal Abrahamic religion. Um, I think people are really hungry for a spirituality that has a feminine component to it. Um, and so reintroducing that, um, to people that grew up in a religion that that didn't have that at all um i think it is is very central to something that people are really hungry for in their spiritual life and and in their secular life so i think that those are two sides of the same coin um and then also you know um environmental issues for a lot of pagans um that are kind of more earth-based in their worship or more animist that's going to be a huge part of of your political activism because if you engage on a spiritual or soulful level with the environment with the earth obviously you're going to care a whole lot about us destroying it and um, you're going to care about things like um, the Dakota Access Pipeline you're going to care about trying to repeal EPA restrictions you're going to care a lot about national parks yeah Yeah. so I mean that's going to be a huge part of your spirituality if where you are worshiping and what you are worshiping or communing with is under threat um and then lastly I mean I think just just um trying to carve out a space for you to practice safely um living in a community where you are free to practice without persecution um, so anything that, that threatens the first amendment, um, your freedom to assemble, your freedom to, to work and not be forced out of your job because of your beliefs, um, to feel like you or your family is being harassed or threatened. I mean, that's it's still scary. Though. Yeah. So, um, so whether or not you take up, uh, you know, religious freedom or first amendment rights as, as some, a cause it's going to directly affect your ability to comfortably comfortably practice um, or openly practice. So um, I think all of those things are whether whether they're conscious or not are things that are going to be pretty central to most most pagans um, ability to to really exercise their faith. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that pagans have a duty but i think it's like pretty much part of the fabric of most people's practice to be engaged with most or some of these issues anyways especially being a witch i mean feminism is kind of essential to me i you know at, at the if core you're of calling it. yourself a witch and you're not a 
calling yourself a feminist, you need to wake the fuck up. If you're a human and you're not calling yourself a feminist, you need to wake the fuck up. One of my professors in college, I got into, I am never going to forget this happened at my liberal, like at my arts college. Um, No one in the room besides me and one other girl would call ourselves feminists. And all of the other like women and dudes in the room were like, oh, you know, I wouldn't call myself that. Yeah, women should be Uh, equal. And my professor who was a dude and like I was like, I was like shaking. I was so mad. My professor who was a dude said, listen, y'all in this day and age you are a feminist or you're a chauvinist misogynist there's no middle ground you are one or the other and i was like slow clap i was like yes bro yes and you were like what 18 19 probably i think this was like my sophomore year god you're so rad but he is then he assigned like feminist lit for us all to read not having anything to do with the photo class he was like no y'all just need to read this it's gonna be a grade (laughs) need to read this now it's like yes sir yes yeah you either think that women are humans or, or not or you, or you don't yeah and if you don't you no need to get grounds. the fuck out yeah. which i think ends up being an important fight for a witch like why would you not want right. to be active and why would you not want to work with that and be active in it as a witch and a feminist like it is essential to us and our rights for religion like to be able to be a witch right i mean that is oh. to me oh, like, to be out in the open god <sighs> i wish i could like i mean i really like i don't post um you know like uh posts for the podcast on my own page because i i can't be out uh, you know in my practice for work i can't like, either i mean i think i can but mm, it really could jeopardize be hard to find out the hard way yeah, yeah, yeah right? i don't want to find out the hard, i mean i can't afford to find out the hard way unfortunately Especially with bosses that are super super you know religious yeah. and christian oh, i would yeah. like to think they would be open-minded i really would yeah. and i hope they are i just can't take that risk with needing my job like i need a <laughs> roof over my head I feel like i've already got like all the tattoos and like a pierced nose so now they'd probably be like oh yeah and you're a witch all right you know maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal but i still think you know if i if i had to cover everything i could if i had to take my my nose piercing out i could you know i hope i don't have to my workplace is pretty cool but owned by some very like it is the business I'm in is super patriarchal, super 100 percent male dominated. And like I am, you know, one of the few females in a in a, you know, kind of upper not. Well, I would say middle management kind of role. And I can't right now. I can't risk it. And we live in the Bible Belt. I mean, yeah. Whoa. It's, everybody Sorry, assumes y'all. you're a Christian. Lily's real excited. I well, mean. I get I get read Bible verses and stuff. Oh, they're yeah. like, let's pray. They just assume you're Christian. Oh, they take your hand and they're like, oh, play. And I'm like, oh, there's no, like somebody that sends no, out like no. a Bible email every day at my work, oh, and I am yeah. not on that fucking list. Thank God. My school just had a choir concert, and I counted three of the songs were mm. about God mm. and like the uh. Judeo-Christian God. Like no, and you're no, in the, a public the school, God, right? The Christian God, yeah. And no, in fact, a mom emailed asking why there weren't more Christian songs, uh. and I was. Like and and like that's the but that is the reality of where we live. Was Jesus mentioned? Um, not Baby J specifically, but okay. Lord our God. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, and it also you know is there's other songs out there. Just saying. You know, there's lots of fun songs that don't mention God at all. P.S. <laughs> and it, to the extent that some of us don't feel like we can be open, I mean, to me that also. Um, makes me more empathetic for people that really can't be right. open. I mean, we can we can fly under the radar, but if you are a person of color, if you wear something, you know, like a headscarf or something as part of your religion, that means that you are 
visibly a member of that religion it's it's a whole other ball game with that i mean you don't have a choice to to hide it and and kind of defer that that negative attention and well, I guess you could go against your entire belief yeah, system, which that's bullshit. If you you're black, you can't not be right. black today. That's, that's a fact. Like, yeah. I can decide like not, to, I can decide to cover up my tattoos right. and like dress conservatively. Or like not wear a hijab. Yeah. Or whatever, but but right. like if you, like the color of your skin is yeah. not something you can just nope. change. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think. I can't that, stop being a woman. I guess, well, I could, but I don't want <laughs> But then you couldn't use the bathroom. Then you could use the bathroom. Yeah. Not yeah, here in right? Texas. Jesus. Like we have, I think that having privilege means that you have a platform and if you do not and if you have a platform to not speak up and to not be active is i think at best is negligent yeah like and especially in this day and age it like with everything that's happening right now if you have a platform if you have a way that like something about you makes people listen like i mean i hate to say it but if you're white and people will listen to you if you are a man people are going to listen to you more than they're going to listen to a woman if you're white people are going to listen to you more than they're going to listen to some a person of color if you have i don't know a fuck a newspaper a, a newsletter a magazine if a podcast if you have something that people are listening to you have to speak up or you are part of the problem being silent is part of the problem well and i would even go as far as just saying being who you are to the extent that you feel safe is a form of activism because the more that people are exposed to different cultures, different religions, different ways of being a gender or in between genders or being a family or anything, it it makes it hard for others to, to demonize that because Absolutely. now it has a human face and now they can't tell themselves, well, that's just this small minority of people that act like such and such. You know, it, it, it means that those are people that they interact with, you know, that they have to consider the consequences for people that they have one degree of separate separation from. So just being who you are to the, like, as I said, to the extent that you feel safe, because we're all in different places, um, you know, geographically and culturally and everything. But um, I think just being able to be that voice or that example of someone who's doing something a little different uh, helps educate people without without getting out a PowerPoint presentation or getting into a debate with somebody. Um, and it sounds really simple and it, it does not sound as exciting and militant as, as making a, a poster and going to a protest and all that kind of business. But but I, I think that that is a serious form of activism. It changes hearts and minds. So. Yeah, it's just as important. Yeah. The only the thing I was thinking about, um, which isn't duty, duty to work towards social justice, (laughs) which isn't duty. We're 12 year old duty. Yeah. Y'all are mm, special. Um, A lot of people that identify as a witch. I know this is true for me. I'm I also kind of am an empath. I mean, I have I have some empathetic qualities and I think many people that are called to you know kind of practice like we do are in the same boat and i think even if you're you may not even know that that's what you're being called to do you're just maybe you're just feeling other people's feelings and trying to help them through whatever crisis they are maybe you're feeling the world's feelings and trying to navigate um you and others your family your friends you know through those things so you may not even know that you are you know being called to um be an activist for social justice but like I was thinking kind of about like healers and villages or whatever. I mean, 
they're working toward a form of social justice, whether they whether they consider themselves activists or not. Absolutely. Anybody else have anything to say about witches and duty? Oh, man, I think we covered it. Yeah, we did. So, I mean, what can we actually do to physically make change more than just in like invocations, rituals and, you know, I mean, we obviously the obvious answer is going and voting. Um, Hell yeah, I just voted this morning. Me too. Early voted last week. Early voted. I like forced my husband to go. I was like, it is right down the street. Here's your pieces of paper. Here's what you vote for. Go. Not to vote. He's like, I voted. I'm like, thank God. But I bet he felt real, real accomplished. I felt (laughs) like he did something real productive. You get a sticker? Like, come on, instant gratification. I wore my fucking sticker. It was great. I still have my sticker. I but, mean, like, yeah, and like running for shit, dude. If you are up to that, I mean, there. I'm sure you know, I am 46. I am the oldest of the bunch here, and uh, I can honestly say, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know that I'll never run for something like that. Is a thing I could do. I would vote for you, man. I, I would do. vote for yes. you. Yes. I don't even know what I would run. What for. position do you want to run for? President, <laughs> mayor, no. governor? I'll vote for everything. <sighs> I'm more of a city council campaign manager. City council, come on, dude! I will go to yeah, everybody's I would, house. And I would run for city for council. I guess I don't know. Like it would have to be small potatoes to start with, and also I don't like. Here's the deal. Here's what I don't want to fucking do. I don't want to beg for money because fuck you. Like I just I find the whole process kind of odious. Like if yeah. I could just get voted in and then be like I'm gonna do my job for you motherfuckers. Like Wouldn't that be nice. That's what I want. Get on a city committee because a lot of those committee positions Will it are be the itty bitty titty city committee. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you already on that commit now. Actually, hey. you're not. You're pretty busty. I'm so. all right. I'm all right for me. <laughs> We're gonna I'm, I'm all right for me. <laughs> I'm all right for me. Like they've changed in 46. They're pretty much the same. Boo. It's good. Uh, but yeah, there's a, I mean, like I, there's all kinds of organizations out there, y'all. If you are interested in running for an office right now is your fucking time. And you know, not too long ago, what, just last year, I'm doing a lot of hand gestures right now. I don't know why. Yeah, the kids at home can't I'm see. So you should see the kids at home. I'm so excited. No, uh, like a an openly pagan or witch person ran for something not too long ago. Wasn't that Help in Oregon? Out. There are a few. There's yeah. there's a druid guy Rad. in the northeast. I mean, there are people, um, and and also supporting other people uh, that that would be more representative of your your causes. So, vol- vol- if you don't want to run, you can help volunteer and campaign right. for someone that is running. Um, like, and also, I mean, maybe not political machinery, but there's nonprofits you can volunteer with. Um, plenty of newsletters that you can subscribe to including ours but um another really good one is um uh we'll put up a link for it i can't remember the action we're gonna edit this out because i can't remember the name That's of what okay. i was about we'll, to mention we'll put it in the newsletter really tell mm. them about the resist bot oh, oh, oh yeah. the resist bot oh just a sec what number is it it's 50409 okay i yes. will tell you i signed up because of you it's, it's awesome a, no, it's also y'all. on our first on the first it's, newsletter it's on the newsletter yeah but dude no, not you text resist and then to 50409 yes and then it will ask you questions about where you live and you have to tell this robot um uh, this texting robot where you live because it's going to figure out who your senators and your congress representative are and then you can text it letter like text it a message and it will fax it an actual your, fax yes an actual fax to but your like representative people, pieces I of have, paper i have yeah. more information though yes let do me it. tell you this Smack thing down that information. so when you become a super user 
like me, they will actually let you give them your signature and they will mail a fucking letter yes, with a did stamp. That. Yes. Yeah. I got a letter back from my shithole congressperson and uh, it was very Who's satisfying. Who's your shithole congressperson? Sam Johnson. Oh. God, he is. Is he like he's gonna retire, right? Please. So. Mine is Kenny Marchant, and Kenny oh, yeah. Marchant. If you're watching, you need to do something about your face, bro. If you're watching or listening. Oh, well, listening, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're watching anything right now, if you're you watching, should know that something's wrong with your face. If you're face, watching, bro. you don't know how to do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong right now. Kenny Marchant probably is trying to watch his podcast, motherfucker. Oh that God. was one of the things. Why that don't I see anything? <laughs> I don't see anything. Where are their faces? What's going on? Stupid. Who are these um, bitches? Which it? What? Yeah, but like, listen, our two in Texas, our two um, senators, our two asshole senators, John Cornyn and um, and I say that right, Cornyn and, and, Cornyn. and, and presidential and, candidate and Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Who? Who? Like, either. They are. If you are in Texas, get woke by 2018 because that Dude. shit's got to go. Oh my god, like so bad. Nah, I mean, does does Ted nah, Cruz's bro. dad Cuban? Is that what it is? Yes, does he, he is. is he Latino? Ted Cruz? I mean, yeah. Yeah? Okay. John Corwin is not. He's just a Corwin. white dude. He's so white. But, but listen, two bros, two dudes, and my representative to Congress is a, is a white dude. What about y'all's? Yeah, he's an old white dude. Yeah, old Like the oldest dude. He's been in Congress for like 32 years. Yeah, my bro has been in Congress since the 80s. Yeah. It's getting real. Like, it's time for you to fucking go, man. Do you even have a cell phone? And like... like I don't want to be calling people out or anything, but all of the motherfuckers that... Uh, Passed the AHCA, the non, the the shitty healthcare bill that's probably not going to go anywhere. We can hope, dude. If you see those pictures, it's just a sea of old white men, balding heads. You know, fuck you. So if you are a female and you want to run for an office, now is your hot opportunity, ladies. Listen, if you're not an old white heterosexual man now is your opportunity or if you are an old white heterosexual yeah. man oh. and are woke like please yeah. speak the fuck up yep. I don't yeah. you have a platform yeah talk about a platform you i have don't want to discriminate that's true yeah i like, mean I, like you you have a voice with your yeah. peers yeah and even more of a voice yeah, look at bernie sanders old white heterosexual right. man yep but like woke as fuck woke as fuck Bernie talk Sanders. to Bernie. Yeah. We need to get some better people in there. I'd like to say that I'm not qualified or not like that I'm not smart enough. And then Stop I it. look the at Stop saying then things. I look at our current political situation. And I'm like, I could do better. Yeah. Dude, I think we're all kind of in that boat right now. Do you One see day, fucking, we, <laughs> like John Spicer's face. Anytime they press ask him uh, anything, it's like he didn't expect any questions at all. And like. Like, he didn't think anyone was going to ask him a question. He did not prepare f mentally for this. He feels so... His job. He's, like, acts, like, so put upon that people are asking him to yeah. articulately explain shit. That is your job, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That yes, is you literally the your job. fucking press. Every time I see him, I'm like, you were doing the worst Melissa McCarthy impression of all <laughs> time, dude. But, you know, like, here's the main... To me, the main takeaway from all of our derogatory comments about that is... Like, look, right now, everything's fucking topsy-turvy. Like, these people want you to get used to all their antics because they want you to start thinking that this is the fucking norm. And what I feel is my duty as a witch and as a human motherfucking being is to say, fuck you. No, it is not normal. None of this is normal. And you owe us 
actual intelligent responses to questions and it is bullshit that you are acting put upon and even endangering freedom of press to say you don't owe it to us so fuck you motherfuckers everybody yeah Yeah! hey an alternate truth is a lie y'all yeah but like here's the thing not to sound alarmist not to sound like super militant about this but the the other side um of this debate the super evangelical conservative other side to this they have been calling this a culture war for years. They have been feeling that they are at war for years. Like people who I have talked to who came from that background or are still in that background to them, this is a culture war. And are, do they feel persecuted? Yes. Can I ask that question? Yes. The okay. ones that I have talked to, they feel persecuted. They feel like. Can you elaborate? That it's like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for them like beyond right. that. Right. I don't think I could like. I was in the church for a long time. I'd be happy to. But, but like just real quick. I got indoctrinated at a young age. So dude. I would be happy. Like when you're in there like that, you believe that they're trying to destroy Christmas and like get rid of. Yes. And like, like things like that. Um, that they believe that the, the the government should let um you know prayer in school like that everybody yes, should that they be are praying being persecuted and then even then as a kid like i started asking questions of well we're not the only religion though mm-hmm. and they're like Shh, oh i know right think. don't You're use not your the brain only religion, don't use your mind well and that's Just what i'm believe. saying like you know trying to live your life to the extent that it's safe contradicts that narrative right fucking there to yeah. be like well this is a christian country no, it's not. It never was. It never was. Get the fuck over but that. Even, Get even over if, it. if we want to make the argument that the dominant religion is Christianity, there, there's it's, there's still plenty of other religions and non-religions here. So so contradicting that narrative right off the bat by just living your life is a, is a big step. Right. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if it wasn't a culture war to begin with, they haven't made it a culture yeah, war. Yeah, it fucking is now. Good we job, are, suckers. We, yeah, that this right now, what is happening, we are fighting, really, for the future of the United States, for our country. And, and it's happening in other countries as well. Like, France is about to have their election. The UK had Brexit. Germany has the German... Um, uh, military oh god i'm not using the right terms but the german military right now is yeah. investigating a alt-right far uh right wing in like insurgent like insurgents within their, their military, military right? yeah. that like with nazi paraphernalia like these people like this one dude was pretending to be he had like was living an al- like an alternate life he was pretending to be a syrian refugee so that he could go and commit terrorist attacks mm. pretending to be a syrian refugee so that he could make people like further not like, like refugees foment like foment this anger yeah. yeah what is happening they have been calling it a culture war even if it wasn't before they have made it a culture war that is what's happening you cannot be silent right now you cannot just sit on your ass and think that it's all going to get better it's going to be okay we're moving in the right direction we only move in the right direction if we are pushing it towards the right direction so if you're a witch and you want to brew up some magic and create some change what would be like a five-step plan like you know, one would be like, I guess step one is like, practice your practice, which your witch, like whatever it is that you do. You do you. Where, where you know, you light some incense or like take a bath or pre- like sit in a dark room, fucking yeah, wh- go whatever. out in nature. Yeah. So whatever it is that you do. And then I guess step two would be maybe add or, or maybe step two would just be like, think about those issues that are are important to you like what what would you want to create a ritual around or put some energy out or 
or bind some energy from yeah. causing harm or you know and and then maybe create a ritual around that or collaborate with some friends but i think to me the the ne- the next two steps out of the five four and five so if step one is witch your witch two would be like meditate on your yeah causes find a cause or, or what what is important to you what would you like to see be changed in the world three is like narrow three, that three down. would do your do your ritual whatever oh, yeah. that is right. whatever your practice is and then what would what would four and five Maybe look like find other woke witches to yeah, work find with your community that's exactly yeah. what i was yep. thinking and then work together like yeah. find your community mm-hmm. work five, with work your together. community it step doesn't five have to profit. be step five, step five profit it doesn't have to be like a huge community it doesn't have to be like an entire it could be you church. and one other person it yeah. could be you and they don't have to be witches they no could, no like find you could be your, sharing it with your husband or whatever right yeah because we have woke friends that aren't witches that are yeah. just as outraged about stuff Absolutely. the same issues as we are yeah right. i know what like christians who are outraged on, about what's going on yeah. like yeah, yeah. You, don't have to be, you do not have to be um a witch to be upset you don't have to be a person of color to be upset you don't have to be a woman to be upset everyone should be upset about what is going on right now well and then i would say maybe stuff i would be like Take some kind of, and this would be my recipe for any kind of magic, whether you're trying to manifest love or whatever it is, you do your ritual, um, you know, take a moment and and not think about it for a while, but then you you do something, to me it's an offering, that you do something, whether it's, you know, say you're trying to manifest a job or something, well, send out a resume or, you know, like do a tangible act or, or get start getting to work 10 minutes early and or start, you know, going to lunch once a week with a colleague that, you know, like whatever it is, but do a real thing that is out in the world as as and, you know, and it can be a one time thing or it can be like, I'm going to, you know, make a, a resolution to, to do this on a regular basis or like, you know, like I'm going to get up 30 minutes early and go to yoga every morning or like whatever it is you're trying to manifest, like do an actual thing. Right. And if it's an activism thing, you know, maybe maybe you start with something like I'm going to read the Wall Street Journal every Friday or I'm going to sign up for a newsletter or I'm going to text resist bot and start sending letters or, you know, whatever it is. But like do a thing. And I think honestly, your your inner preparation with your ritual and everything. I think I was saying that before is kind of the preparation for you to do something in the outer world. Cause to me, there's like the inner world, which is my practice, my spirituality, the things I do with these fine ladies here. And then that prepares me to go out in the world and in whatever way I feel safe to, uh, I mean, evangelize that to people. I mean, not really, not mm-hmm. that way, yeah, yeah. but you know, preach to, to, to preach it or to live it mm-hmm. or to show by example or to do a thing Right, exactly what Scarlett's talking about. And I really like what Scarlett said about think of it as an offering. Right. You know, think of it think of it as your offering. I think that was a really great way to put that. Agreed. And then I would add maybe like an extra step six, um, self care. I mean, it's really easy yes. to get burnout and, and magic is a great way to recharge and to to feel spiritually nourished. I mean, like we we started off this podcast, like it's been an exhausting week with all the crazy shit that's been going on. And it's hard to maintain that level of outrage and it's hard to feel like you're not just treading water. So I can tell you what can happen. I know Jay and I have both been super fucking sick for the last two weeks. And I think, you know, and not only has there been like travel involved for both of us, but I think too, just the wearing down of your psyche every day with crazy fucking things happening. Stress and anxiety has physiological side effects. If you're already maybe not taking care of yourself so great and then 
like a sinus thing hits or whatever it takes that much longer to get over it so i did a thing last week i'll Ooh, tell you all about it. Well, i think i told y'all about it but i'll tell the um our listeners because it was really awesome so i grow a lot of herbs and i thought well herbs. i don't know why i just don't put some in the bathtub with me so I did. I put like basil. I took off like big leaves of basil. So it was just like fresh. Yeah, herbs. fresh. You herbs. just picked them right there. I just picked them right you off just, the thing. You didn't like I, boil them or nope. like do anything before. Threw them right in the bathtub with me, and it was mint, basil, and I had some lavender. Was it like hot bathtub water? Hot bath. So hot. <laughs> what are you trying? What were you wearing? I don't know. I'm just like letting everybody know. <laughs> I was like, I mean, in my I don't bathtub. know who takes maybe to a people. Cold bath. Yath. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe no. people do take a cold bath. I like to feel like my skin is being boiled. It off. was hot. It had some essential oils in it as well. Oh. Uh, like I had uh, lavender essential oil and I think um, some uh, I might have done because I was having a really uh, like a bad chest cough too mm-hmm. so I did some like uh, the, it's like it's a peppermint blend like a breathing kind of treatment and then I had like actual mint actual basil actual lavender in the bath and it was really cool because not only did it give me you know all the all the uh, aromatherapy associated with the herbs but it was really neat to just sit in the bathtub and kind of meditate on the herbs that came from my garden and what that means and how that works. And, you know, also like how the, how the environment impacts that just, it, it kind of broadened my awareness on a lot of things just in one bath. So dude, start somewhere, you know, take care of yourself and herbs are also a good thing. Just saying. (laughs) They really help. That sounds luxurious. It was. It was great. And it feels like a real treat, too. So if you are also an herb grower, try it out. I had no, you know, it's crazy. I'd never done it before. I use essential oils, but I'd never actually put straight up herbs in the tub with me. I'm like, well, I don't know where I, where have I been? Such a missed opportunity, but also, yay. Started now. Yeah. Anyway. So like. The question have you been taking care of yourself jay i yes i'm, I'm much better i okay. made some witch's sauce um, oh yeah oh which will be the featured recipe in the newsletter this week so hey, you should subscribe sauce. subscribe witch sauce. subscribe we call it witch sauce if you want to know what witch sauce is yeah if you're curious subscribe to our newsletter yeah, and you know and you are my husband who's not a witch uh even partook of the witch sauce he had like three cups of it yeah. as he was getting sick too and and it's and tasty it's, it's tasty, so tasty and it, it helps us both get it over a lot faster um, got a lot of good shit in it but yeah no I spoilers mean, and c- being overseas um p- on the politic discussion it was interesting to see the view of the american politics right now because almost everybody when we told them we were from texas they're like oh so how are you? They were probably, <laughs> were they like worried to like confront you specifically or were, did they seem hedgy? You know I, what I mean? Yeah. I, I, like a few of them were like, you look, so you're from Texas, but you don't look like yeah, you don't fit the a stereotype. conservative. Yeah. Like your I blue f- hair. I forgot what you like actually look like to and people. And they right? were like, no offense. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We, no. Yes, please. We're not. We are. We are on the same side as you. Because mo- almost I, every single person over there was just like, y'all stuff like we got crazy stuff going on over here too yo but we're really worried about y'all yeah. and uh it was interesting to talk because we talked with a couple from london from people from france from people from germany and from people from ireland and they were all really uh concerned about our political situation where they're like please don't make a world war right now well the thing is we like our number one export is our culture the things that go on culturally in the united states are like society it gets exported out everywhere else and not to mention we're a global fucking superpower and uh 
So there's also that. Yeah, for now. Yeah, no, when I was in Germany, when I was 17 and Bush was in office, I had people like uh, Germans and Austrians coming up to me like, why did you vote for Bush? And I'm like, first, I'm 17. So I didn't vote for anyone. And second, we didn't all vote for him. Lots of people aren't excited about this. Yeah, But yeah. I mean, it's it's rough in Europe, too, as you mentioned. I mean, there are a lot of... um, far right movements that are are have been have been kind of like here sort of under seething under the surface and now feel emboldened to be more out and open um and more accepted and or are making themselves over to seem more reasonable or more academic or more mainstream when really they are are quite quite fascist or yeah. quite yeah. they're trying to normalize hate they're trying to normalize bigotry and misogyny and we can't let that happen yeah i just heard a statistic on the way over here that i thought was really interesting uh le pen's father you know was also he, yeah. he ran for office and was like handily trounced back in the day it was like maybe 15, mm-hmm. 10 years ago i'm not probably 10 15 years ago maybe not that long i don't know don't look for facts here at this podcast uh, but um he was trounced like super bad so uh, Le Pen is got his, she's got like about forty percent of the vote right now, which I think she's still. I mean, who I knows? She fell a little bit. She did. She did fall, but then of course uh, hackers released a whole shitload on uh, her opponent. But they think it's too late because France is already in a media blackout because the elections tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're recording on May sixth for anybody listening out there. But um, the main point is she had climbed in the polls to like. 40% after her father being super trounced at like 10, 50, like some very small percentage. So in her mind and what she is, you know, purporting to her followers is that that's a win. Like basically her party, her far right, basically fascist party is becoming more normal. And that is super fucking scary. Well, and her father has said some extraordinarily oh. controversial, anti-Semitic, yeah. um, racist kind of stuff. And I think that most People would be like, this is an extremely far right, really out there, not conservative, but way, way further right um, in a not socially acceptable way. And that her her supporters are like, no, she's not like that. She's much more composed and 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 it's the same fucking party it's the same thing Mm -hmm. but they they're putting a gloss on it where it seems much more academic much more reasonable much more (laughs) i mean it's not it's it's not skinheads with like fucking swastika tattoos on their neck anymore it's that you it's know, it's almost like France to have just a little bit more finesse about their shit than we well, did, we right? Had that I too, mean, with the all yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, where you know you've got Richard Spencer who dresses nicely, mm. is educated, is well spoken, except you know the stuff actually coming out of his mouth is horrible. But this idea of trying to to posit these movements as if they are legitimate political right. views, as if they're legitimate. Um, things worthy of academic discourse which they are not um but trying to give it that gl- i mean even coining the term alt-right sounds more reasonable it's not like, as uh, offensive as fascism or nazi yeah. or right. white supremacists right. yeah. yeah the thing is yeah why witchcraft because we can why activism because we have to yeah oh i like it i like Sassy. it mm-hmm. it needs to be a bumper sticker yeah. put it on a shirt <laughs> shut the fuck up love it so one on one, what are your your pet causes? Like what 
what are you active about well being a, a teacher public education is like yeah. at the top of my list dude and that to me like the future of public education is very scary to me please well, that's tell us how why. we got here it's, y'all i mean this is very important and what what is the most worrying to me about everything in public education is the people who say well i don't have kids whatever like those that to me is the worst attitude you can have or it's happening somewhere else it's not happening with my kids or my kids are in a charter school or my kids are in a private school whatever like that is the worst way you can think about the future of our society to say that it is not important to you because it doesn't touch you yeah Mm -hmm. well one of the candidates for one of the school board positions that i just voted for this morning um i read an interview with him where he said look education's not a business it's an investment i was like voting for that guy right yes like that is and that's how i think about like that's how i think about my students like these are the doctors lawyers but even more than that these are the caregivers these are the everything this is these are literally everything of future tomorrow and even if you don't have kids even if you don't feel like this is going to touch don't you don't you want to live in a world where it's not full of stupid people well, I yeah think, i mean that's and i think we that don't want boils down to like do we think it's a do we think education is a right and i personally say that i think it is because in that manner it's for the it's for the better good of everything that people are educated education is the equalizer even from some kind of like constructivist and ran like you know selfish bullshittery (laughs) i would rather pay property taxes that go to support public education even though i don't have kids or you know if i chose to send my kids to a different like a private school absolutely i i think that in the long run that money is better spent and not having to deal with stupid people that drop out that are having kids as teenagers that are doing drugs that can't hold down a job all of that kind of business i would rather pay for them to get educated than to pay for them being fuck-ups for the rest of their life so even if you were a selfish asshole like just from a business perspective as a return on investment it yeah i would rather pay for education than pay to incarcerate people for decades absolutely and everything else yeah Mm, lots of big business doesn't view it that way though uh well i would say that one of my pet causes is definitely um women's women's health uh, yeah. uh, pro-choice um mm-hmm. i think that um a women absolutely have to be able to make decisions about their body um women will never be considered equal to men until they can control that um here here so i mean you just can't <laughs> that's the one thing that 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 is the only separation if you take that away from women, the not being able to choose and not being able to um, control our own reproductivity, like we're never going to be on the same playing field. Well, and when you hear people that are virulently anti-choice, they start off, you know, with sanctity of life or all, all these kind of perhaps religious or altruistic seeming things. But when you really start arguing with people about what their real problem is and why if they are anti-choice, they're also anti-sex education, anti-birth control. It really comes down to wanting to keep women barefoot and pregnant. Yeah, they're anti-woman. And the thing is, like in like developing countries, we have seen that when you allow women the control over their the and the choice, like when you allow them the control over their reproductive 
a destiny and when you allow them the control that they should have over their choice it raises society up when women are not having babies at 15 because they have to because they don't have access to birth control because they don't have access to safe abortions you are raising society up because that woman can now get an education she can have children later in her life and she can better care for the children that she does have exactly and this is good or she can choose never to have kids which is also productive for society like you do not have to a woman does not have to have a child to be worthwhile and to be productive and contributing and to be important and meaningful as just like a human person existing in the world yeah just like a man yeah i mean a man yeah nobody bats an eye if a man goes his whole life and doesn't really have kids and doesn't doesn't really have kids <laughs> just, <laughs> just doesn't have kids just kind of has kids yeah. <laughs> what about you uh blackberry yeah i mean women's reproductive rights and health is number one on my fucking bullet point of shit that i gotta think about every week i mean that to me like like uh scarlet said it's the great equalizer until until we have absolute freedom in that domain um we will always be second class citizens and uh also uh free press and government censorship censorship is getting super Mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart because as a writer as a shit what are we public speakers now i don't know what do we what do we We have a platform we We have have a platform platform, so Someone is listening to as us. a creative speaking and writing person, as somebody who takes in news like on the rig sometimes every hour because, you know, things are fucked up. Um, just it's it is crucial right now. And we are at like a weird crux turning point situation where things could get very dire very quickly. And here's the thing, like sometimes all this shit starts to come about gradually. And that is my fear like things start being taken away. Women's rights start being taken away. Freedom of press starts being taken away. Like even Trump just saying, oh, the fucking, uh, what's his favorite term? The, fake, the, news. The, fake news. The fake news, but just also just like seed of the unfair New York Times or the just saying, yeah, oh, saying God. things are unfair, saying things just because they are critical of, of you. Dude, that's not fucking, you can't, ugh, you can't do that. I mean, journalism is journalism and granted, there's a lot of it that is super slanted but what we need is at least someone out there who is willing to report exactly the facts and i think Mm -hmm. there are still bastions of that out there there are people who try yeah and it's just and to have a a leader of a first world country (laughs) saying that that he wants to disinvite entire organizations from right. press conferences to say that he wants to quote unquote open up liable laws oh, yeah. to make it easier to prosecute people you know things like that like it's just not appropriate and it's very concerning well it's also like it's not headlines and why the fuck not i mm-hmm. mean that to me that is the i mean one of the opinions of democracy i mean if we start fucking taking that jenga piece out dude we might as well go down real quick because the reason that like uh shit can get go on in russia is that they do not have a history of a freedom of the press like we do here in the united states like that is all controlled and one of the one of the things that separates us from becoming a fucking dictatorship is that freedom of the press and it's built into our constitution right there at the very beginning with the founding fathers built in yeah found founding uh parents founding founding, <laughs> founding white men yeah founding. so founding those are men. those are my two pet projects i mean granted i have a long laundry list of things that i will write a fucking letter about or get up on a platform and speak about but those are two that i find to be really um 
at a dire moment in history and it's and it's really strange to be living through this time i mean growing up in the 80s and 90s uh you really took it for granted i mean abortion had been legal for quite a bit uh there weren't people weren't as openly uh, conservative as they are now, I think in the eighties and nineties, we're least... having a lot of bills at the state level actively right. trying to shut things down and actually actively trying to make it. There was still bipartisanship the letter, at but, that point. I mean, I feel like in the past five years, we've people have been actively trying to take a step back as they a, have made it a culture war. Yes. Yeah. It's been like a real, and you know, like, like you had said earlier, uh, Lily, the culture war, to them has been going on for for many years 20 to 40 years probably but uh it seems like just now it is all coming to a giant vigorous head and i would i would add i think we probably all agree on this um uh lgbt issues trans oh, yeah, issues definitely. well jay what's your pet cause yeah well i was gonna Are say gonna lead with uh, that? <laughs> yeah those were actually gonna be mine uh lgbtq issues um it, you know a lot of family and friends are directly related to that and imp- impacted by that and especially in texas yeah. where our politicians are not so great for that uh you know well, be talking active. about taking a step back i mean we've got several bills about these bathroom bills but that basically are trying to create a culture where people that are not gender conforming that either are trans or don't look cis enough and might invite some unwanted attention feel like now people feel emboldened to harass them and be like what bathroom are you going into yes and um also rights for your spouse um that's also been a a big topic lately oh yeah well and Uh, the bill just passed the senate that would i think it was the senate the texas state senate that would allow uh, adoption agencies to not adopt to not adopt or um let children be fostered uh, based on their own like quote unquote like morals like if the people so basically if the couple is a gay or lesbian couple then the adoption agency would then have the right to say oh no no no, we don't not an agency state foster services right. well, foster services that work with the state that yeah, are state subsidized state. Yeah. yeah or or the you know state which i find unbelievable we we all have a, a mutual friend that um her and her partner foster tons of kids like they have already seen probably eight or nine foster kids in the two years that they have been uh, together and it's super commendable they do an amazing job and i feel like and kids that are taking that away coming from difficult situations right the amount of kids that need to be that need homes and that need people that will take care of them is staggering so to deny anyone anyone who has the heart to take care of these kids access to the kids it's it's just it is so beyond comprehension evil. like yeah. and to have the fucking audacity to try to say that you are doing this because you're coming from some fucking moral high ground yeah fuck that you, you want to keep kids that are coming from from very dangerous violent abusive situations and telling a child that needs a home and parents that desperately want to be parents that they're they're too gay or they're too single and unmarried or whatever like fuck you as an adopted kid fuck you so hard but that's part of a whole slew of bills that are coming through in texas and other states right now these so-called religious freedom bills that saying that government employees should have the freedom to deny people goods and services because it's their religious prerogative to so like in other words denying uh gay people or uh, bisexual people 
Yeah. Here's the Services. thing. I don't like my right to swing my fist ends where your face begins. They teach so, that in journalism class. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get to sit there and say, oh, well, it's my religious freedom that you don't get to have this. Like, that's not your right. That's not your freedom. You don't get to swing your fist at somebody's you face. You can be a bigot all fucking day at your house. You don't have to invite people over into your home. You don't have to have dinner with them. But if you are running a business or you are a government employee, you have to treat everyone equally. Jay, how do you, do you do you talk to your friends and family that have issues and what what are some of the things that they're saying or feeling or um, right now it just feels like an attack. I mean, you know, just making sure it just step by step it feels like they're trying to whittle away back the marriage rights that you know right with, with the, everything that they've like if they can do it on the state level marriage, they want to yeah, take it away they yeah. want to take it away and right now it's just making sure that we do everything we can to stop it so make sure you're keeping track of like talking to your congress people talking to everybody you can you can check scorecards on the politicians if you need to um it was actually something i was going to bring up is on lgbtq rights on animal rights there's actually a human uh, humane scorecard that you can look up uh, to awesome. see how they have voted about issues for environmental Fuck and yeah. for animal rights and for LGBTQ. Like things, you know, there's scorecards online that you can find for that. And because that's my other issue is environmental issues and animal rights uh, and things that you can do um, is like volunteer at shelters, rescue, foster, um, adopt, don't shop, um, donate to sanctuaries mm-hmm. and spay and neuter and make sure you're staying, reading the news and keeping track and voting and just contacting the politicians. Just Stay woke, witches. Wildlife conservation right now with everything going yeah. on with the like EPA. It's like you've got to stay woke right now mm-hmm. um, and make sure you know how they're voting. You know who who is representing you. Like that's that's the biggest thing right now like and, to me. Yeah. And one thing, just a suggestion, one thing that I went through and did that was really helpful for me because it's also overwhelming is I created a Google Doc where I listed out like all of my reps and senators at the state and at the federal level. Um, when they were voted into their current position and any other position they held before, because you can usually find that on their website in their bios. Um, so you can see how long they've been fucking shit up. Uh, or ah. maybe they've been awesome. Maybe you are not in Texas and you have awesome reps. or so you're in a district so other than You are probably than not mine, in Texas. And you have uh, better reps than that. And then you write down and then I like went through and I found out what committees they were on and I put that all in the doc so I can have it right there like what committees are they on how long have they been in office when is the next election and like any notes and then you can just go back to that whenever you need to you're so organized only because um, I will forget everything if I'm not well and I think we're going to get this podcast out in the next week and I think right now uh, all over the country really if you're listening in a different location right now your local uh, local government uh, elections are being held like now so I know today we just voted uh, for city council, mayor, etc. But like if you are not registered to vote, if there is one bit of activism you could do at all, get registered to vote because this is how we change things. We change things on the local level first. It's not going to change from the top down. It's got to change from the bottom up. And if you didn't get registered in time to vote for these elections, go ahead and just do it right do it anyway. now because yeah. there's going to be another round of elections in November. Yeah. So just do it now. You'll be all set. If you don't move, you're good for like two years. So just you can do it online. It's not a big deal. Just go fucking do it. You'll be all set for next time. If yes. you Google it, if you Google it, no matter where you are, it's going to give you all the information you need. Oh, Google. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks, Overlord. Yeah. Overlord Google. Show us the way. 
So. So, hey, so what are we going to do next time? We've been doing this social justice shit. Well, I mean, it's not shit, you know, <laughs> stuff. Uh, what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know. I think it's a good, it'd be a good idea if we t- talked about like specifically what we can do and what witches can do for warding, protection, self-care, uh, self-care in call. these rage-inducing times. And it'll kind of, you know, chill out the whole, you got to do things outside and we'll be talking more about like what you can do for yourself mm-hmm. to like, yeah, because I think we're all going to need a little Take bit of Take care of yourself. Keep yourself yeah, safe. Need a mental safe space. Mm-hmm. Make sure y'all sign up for our newsletter. Newsletter. It newsletter. Awesome. newsletter. We're on the Instagrams. Newsletter. We're on the newsletter. Facebooks. I don't think we're... Are we on the Twitters? Um, I can't tweet, y'all. I don't <laughs> understand Twitter. Tweeting it, to me is good for... It is I good for natural time. disasters, weather-related events, and current events like I mean, uprisings. I know some people so, are like on the... Like they tweet and shit like I'm not all, I'm not hip with the Twitter I'm an English major I cannot be that brief I, 140 <laughs> characters don't limit me is I'm what I say like, don't limit me yeah it's, it's too much we need at least one of us that knows how to tweet that we know how we know how I mean I know that Twitter That's exists I actually have a Twitter yeah all of the my school district all employees have to have a Twitter for their classroom we, we have, have accounts tweet about what goes on in class yeah Ooh, um, that yeah. is dumb yeah I have to yeah. take pictures yeah. uh, but anyways catch us on the grams catch us on the Facebook sign up for the news Sign up for our newsletter. Listen to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check Blackbird out at her blog. Oh, we also have. Oh, yeah. My blog is pocketfulofvenom.com. Uh, my blog is on WordPress. It is Whispers of the Weird. Weird like W-Y-R-D. You can check out uh, Scarlet at Crescent Over the Crossroads. Dot WordPress dot com mm-hmm. and uh jay i got nothing going on you can, <laughs> you can check her out all over the world yeah you can get a hold of any of us at hex rated podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. yeah. yeah send us your send us your thoughts your prayers no nope, don't it. send those no wait but, yeah not the <laughs> prayers send us you, you have know, that inkling just ignore it suggestions <laughs> uh we've had a couple of suggestions come across email and just to make everybody feel better we will be you know, taking up your maybe taking up your ideas and talking about them in later podcasts. So we really want to say thank you to everyone that has uh, downloaded the podcast. We've had, you know, quite a few downloads over the last few weeks. So we just want to say thank you to all our listeners out there. We thank have you. more than one. More than three. Oh my God. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, um, so stay tuned. And hopefully um, maybe we'll make this like a maybe we're going to be doing this more uh, like every month. That's what we're going to shoot for. That's what we're doing. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe more. I don't know, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay. Stay right. woke. Stay, stay woke. woke and uh, hocus pocus, witches. I said. I said witches. Did y'all say bitches? I, I think, said bitches. I think I said witches. Oh, hocus well. pocus. Hocus pocus. <laughs> I think I said bitches. <laughs>